Subscribe to the Hit That Line Podcast Network. Y'all ready for this? This is the Gimme the Hogs Chuck Podcast presented by Weikert Realtors, the Griffin Company. Just when I thought I was out, they pulled me back in. He is a loathsome, offensive brute. Yet I can't look away. This is the business we've chosen. Long time listener, first time caller. So, give me the hog, Chuck. Hey, welcome in. Glad you are here as we embark on a midweek edition of the Give Me the Hogs Chuck podcast presented by Wanker Realtors, the Griffin Company. Football continues to dominate the discussion. There's been no shortage of opinion across the Razorback Nation this week in the aftermath of that loss to Mississippi State, the firing of Dan Enos, and now the preparation for Florida. Obviously, that's going to be topic one as we move through the podcast today. We're also going to talk some basketball, though, and hear from Muss. It's a not-so-average exhibition game that comes up on Saturday afternoon against the number three team in the country. We'll hear from the head hog in just a little bit. And there are a whole bunch of former Razorback basketball players that are going to be in action tonight. The NBA regular season is underway. If you didn't know, it started last night. And a whole slew of former Razorbacks will be in action this evening. First things first, though, football. The Razorbacks going through an open week. They play Florida a week from Saturday. You know the news that came over the weekend. Dan Enos was fired. Kenny Guyton was moved from wide receivers coach to play caller and quarterbacks coach. And they proceeded to practice this week, even though there's not a game on Saturday. So how's it going? How's Kenny Guyton doing? Well, this was Sam Pittman on the SEC teleconference early Wednesday. Kenny was ready. He obviously knows the offense. He's more knowledgeable than even what I thought in the run game. I've been in every meeting. I stepped out of the one that I I was in now to talk to y'all, but I'll go right back to it. So I'm trying to help him in every aspect I can in the running game. But he's ready for it. More importantly than that, he believes that he's ready for it and the players believe that he's ready for it. So I think it's been, you know, I go back to Auburn last year and Cadillac going and him becoming the head coach and they, they beat A&M and they, they beat Western Kentucky. They played Mississippi State real tough, who was a really fine team on the road. It's all about getting here. We lost our spirit on offense and we've got to get it back. I think Kenny has a great rapport with the kids and he's very knowledgeable and I think the kids believe in him and, and that'll make us play better right then and there. We obviously have to block them better and we have to do things like that, but you also have to have the enthusiasm to do that and I think that's what he's bringing to our offensive staff. Now there's been a lot of conversation this week about paring down the offense. I think the phrase that Coach Pittman used on Monday was cut back some of the volume. A lot of pages, evidently, in Dan Enos' playbook. There may not be as many in the game plan for Florida. So what exactly does less volume and a pared-down playbook mean? Well, this was the head coach earlier Wednesday, too. We went to our most efficient runs, what they may be, and then we looked at does that fit of what Florida's doing, like you would any weekly game plan. Certainly have talked to the quarterbacks about, or KJ specifically, about what he feels good about running in the offense, about his throws, about his potential to run. And then we obviously have to take into consideration our offensive line, what we can do and what we're not doing well. And if we're not doing it well, it doesn't matter how 
what your design of the play with, if we can't block it, then uh, it's not going to have success. So we've obviously done a lot of soul searching inside, trying to find out how we can be a efficient offense. We'll continue to work on that as we go forward. Really, you've heard that a lot this week, not just from Coach Pittman, but from lots of others as well. It's been interesting to me, it always is, to see how stories like these are received around the Southeastern Conference. I've watched the SEC Network, honestly, a little bit more this week than I sometimes do because I wanted to hear what some of the reaction was. I want to play an exchange from earlier this week. The first voice you're going to hear is Takeo Spikes, who was a standout player at Auburn. He's one of the SEC analysts. The second voice you're going to hear is Dari Noka, who was essentially moderating the discussion. And the third voice you're going to hear is Matt Stenchcomb, former Georgia All-America lineman. So let's play that, and we'll talk about it on the backside. If you're the new offensive coordinator, wide receiver coach Kenny Guyton, the first thing that you do is you go to K.J. Jefferson, you say, K.J., give me all of the plays Mm. that you like, right? And simplify things and figure out what is going to be the identity moving forward. As you mentioned, they have a lot of problems up front. But I go back to the Auburn time last year when Cadillac took over as head coach. He did a wonderful job. He was like, I know we can't throw the ball effectively. We're going to run it, period. And so he instilled that mindset. And I think this is the same type of mindset that you have to instill inside of this Arkansas offensive football team. Let them understand, simplify the game plan so they can go out and just try to do the best that they possibly can because – When you look at what K.J. means to this team, he's one of five SEC players ever to average 2,500 yards passing and then also 500 yards rushing. All of that is in jeopardy this year. Feels like he's been wasted this year. Basically. Which, it's a senior season. You do not, he's been too big of a part of a program to waste it at this particular point. I don't know, how do you you begin to approach the last four games? You talked about, you go to K.J., you ask what you want. What deems the last four games of this season a success? They're two and six right now. They've lost six in a row. What would you say at the end of this season, if you see this, good job, you salvage something? It's tough because it's not like you can just drop a penny in the well and just wish everything's going to change. It's just not going to happen. But if you got to pull some good out of it, and five out of the six losses that they had has been by a touchdown or less. Right. So defensively, they've been playing well, Stench. And for me, I just hone in on – Let's figure out our playmakers, and it starts with K.J. Jefferson. Yeah, the hard part is, you know, can you stretch a defense? They don't have a lot of burners out wide. they got big, long receivers. Do you challenge your quarterback to say, just give these guys a shot? But you got to get the ball out of your hands. I think it got to the point this season, K.J. was trying to do too much, trying yeah. to stretch plays yeah. too long. Now you got to just try to play within the yeah. framework of the offense. It sounds simple. I mean, it sounds simple. You pare the thing down a little bit. You run the plays KJ runs best. You discard the ones that they can't run very well, and voila, everything's okay. It's not going to be quite like that. As Sam Pittman said earlier this week, he said he told his staff, this is not a magic wand. Changing offensive coordinators is not a magic wand. They're 2-6. and six. They've lost six straight ball games. Not much that they have done on offense has worked well enough to win games. It's just as simple as that. It's not to say there haven't been times things haven't worked, but it's not been enough to win games. And so, therefore, a change was made. But simply by making a change doesn't make everything okay. 
Um, you know, they've uh, they got a lot of work to do and then some, and the odds are stacked against them. they got four games to go. If they're going to a bowl game, they got to win all of them. It's hard to look at a team that's lost six in a row and say, yeah, man, they're going to win four straight. But when you look at what's left, if you can win at Florida, that's a big if. But if you can, you got Auburn the following week at home, then you've got Florida International. Best team left on the schedule is Missouri, whether we want to admit it or not. They, for all we know, may be playing for a big-time bowl game by the time they tee it up in Fayetteville the Friday after Thanksgiving. But that's what's out in front of the Razorbacks right now. Not an impossible task, a daunting task to be sure. There would have to be a reversal of fortune, the type of which you don't see very often at this stage of a football season. But that's where they are. The move they made had to be made. As Coach Pittman has said this week, they're beginning to, or they will install to an extent anyway. I should say they will begin to install their game plan for Florida before they leave town. And then they'll theoretically pick up right where they left off on Monday. Hey, before we go on, I want to talk to you about Weicker Realtors, the Griffin Company. You've heard me talk about my experience with them. Today, I'm going to brag on one of their agents. Heather Campbell is her name, and she's one of their top agents. In fact, she's their top agent, period. And I'm going to tell you a little more about her. She has 17 years of trust-building expertise. She represents some of Northwest Arkansas's most elite builders and has extensive neighborhood knowledge. And when you're ready to sell your home, Heather's knowledge and proven marketing plans not only efficient, but it's going to help you get top dollar. Now listen to me on this part. Heather was recognized as the top Weikert agent in the country in 2022, in the whole country. She's on pace to repeat the award in 2023. Heather Campbell, trust her. Trust Weikert Realtors, the Griffin Company, to make your homeowning dreams a reality. To learn more, visit WeikertGriffin.com. This is like catching a big brown trout on the White River. I've always wanted this. Give me the hogs, Chuck. Bet Online is your number one source for all your betting needs. Get the latest odds, lines, and matchup reports for baseball, boxing, golf, and more. Bet Online continues to be the fastest and easiest way to place your wagers, including live betting and your favorite casino and card games available to play right from your phone. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and get in on the action. Remember to use our promo code BELIEVE. That's B-L-E-A-V for your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts. All right, let's turn the page from football for just a moment. Talk Razorback basketball. The Hogs have Purdue coming to town on Saturday afternoon. It is the second of two exhibition games, and it is a far cry from the first. Arkansas played UT Tyler in their exhibition opener. They won 90-something or 30-something. Um, no disrespect to UT Tyler, but they weren't exactly a formidable foe. It's going to be a lot different on Saturday. Purdue's got the best player in the country in Zach Eady. He's 7-4. Player of the year. Unanimous first-team All-America. Arkansas is going to face a level of physicality on Saturday afternoon that They certainly won't face again until they get to the Bahamas. And on the whole, they may not face until really they get to March Madness. Purdue's that good. 
They may be the best team Arkansas plays until the NCAA tournament. This was Muss talking about him. Be able to play a team that has a chance to win a national championship certainly makes this game way more meaningful and way more special than just a normal exhibition game when you look at lessons that can be learned once this game is over. Yesterday was day one of the practice week, and I thought it was really good practice, a very physical practice. Purdue, obviously the physicality with Edie inside, the physicality of number four, Kaufman Wren, those two guys are physical. Number one, first is really physical as well. Zero Gillis is another physical player. And then their guards are just so scrappy. So we got to have physicality one through five positionally as we prepare for for Purdue. And then certainly, you know, the physicality on the glass because they do a great job when the ball goes into number 15, Edie. They do a great job of cutting with force to offensive rebound from their four spots. So defensive lockouts become extremely important as well. We understand internally that Purdue is just based on their returners and, and roles and understanding expectations. They're probably way ahead of, of where we are. We're going to talk some more basketball on Friday when we wrap up the week and get ready for the weekend. There's no football game this weekend, so basketball will command center stage on Saturday afternoon, and we'll have a more extensive preview when we join you on Friday. Matt Jones will be with us then, and we'll get his thoughts on basketball as well. Speaking of, I mean, there are a lot of former Razorbacks in the NBA right now. Moses Moody and Golden State played last night on opening night in the NBA. They got beat. In fact, they got beat at home. Phoenix beat them 108-104. to Moses had 11 points in 18 minutes of action. He's part of their real rotation. I don't mean just the guys they put in toward the end, but guys that are part of the, the, the entire game rotation. Good start for him. Now listen to what's going on tonight. These are the games that are on tap. Charlotte hosts Atlanta. Nick Smith Jr. with Charlotte. Daniel Gafford and the Washington Wizards play at Indiana. Also tonight, Boston plays in New York. Jordan Walsh, of course, with the Celtics. Anthony Black and Orlando play Houston tonight. Jay Will, Isaiah Joe, and Oklahoma City open at Chicago tonight. Stanley Amude and the Pistons play at Miami tonight. Now, there's a lot of former Razorbacks. We've not mentioned even Bobby Portis yet. They don't play tonight. Patrick Beverly's with the Sixers. They don't play tonight. They will before the week or before the week's over, but they don't play tonight. There's a lot of guys out there to keep up with and uh, you know a lot of them are excited to make their NBA debuts tonight that leads me to the Bet Saracen app if you've not downloaded it you're not really ready to play the NBA and the season is here and that means every single night you've got NBA action you've got former Razorbacks playing and they are ready at the Bet Saracen app if you have not downloaded it You don't know yet, really, why it's Arkansas's favorite sports betting app. Because when you do download it, you'll find out. All these former Razorbacks that we've been talking about, you'll have opportunities to place wagers on them. The current Razorbacks, guys that are getting ready to play in games. There's all kinds of exotic bets, parlays. And then, of course, you got college football coming up on Saturday and the NFL again on Sunday. Download it today. They've got a how-to-play video. They'll get you ready to go with the Bet Saracen app. Well, that's going to do it for today. Um, Again, from a football perspective, 
There's really not much more to say than what's been said today. They're practicing. They'll practice tomorrow. Kids get to go home for a couple of days. They'll reconvene on, uh, I guess, late Sunday, practice Monday, and play Florida in Gainesville next week. Again, basketball on Saturday, a preview on Friday. Hope you'll make plans to be around. Hope you're having a good week. Until Friday, thanks for listening. Subscribe to the Gimme the Hogs Chuck podcast. Go to hitthatline.com or search Hit That Line wherever you listen to podcasts. Don't forget to rate, review, and share. This podcast has been presented by Bet Online. This podcast is an exclusive property of Pearson Broadcasting. It may not be copied, reproduced, modified, published, uploaded, reposted, transmitted, or distributed in any way without Pearson Broadcasting's prior written consent. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.